Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Pixar in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every Pixar movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Oh, God, I forgot the John, I forgot the John Mayer song at the end. Never mind. Route 66 or something like that. The big dog, Not Kevin Coelho. I, uh, I forgot the song in the middle, but I didn't Life like that song. Is a highway. <laughs> We go fast and you go slow. You're in the car. <laughs> it's Christmas in April, Joey Noel. Ciao. Thank you. Thank you, Joey. And of course, the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. What's going on, guys? Rev your engines because this is going to be a good one. <laughs> this is Pixar in Review. Kind of funny is in review where each and every week we rank and review different movie franchises. Right now, we are doing Pixar and Mortal Kombat, which is coming to a close later this week with Mortal Kombat 2021. Very exciting stuff. You can get the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast. Just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like the nanobiologist and Tom Bach did. Thank you both. Oh, so very, very much. Today we're brought to you by Me Undies and CFB Box Breaks, but I'll tell you about that later because we got to get right into it. Cars. With a runtime of one hour and 57 minutes. This was the longest Pixar movie until Incredibles 2 surpassed it by one minute. But without the credits, Incredibles 2 is only an hour 49, while Cars is an hour 52. And this one is banging credits. The most content in a Pixar movie. Uh, It was released June 9th, 2006, making it the last movie produced by Pixar before Disney officially bought the company. And it's the final Pixar movie to be released on VHS and the first to be released on Blu-ray. Wow. Generational gaps there, making some history. Uh, It was directed by John Lasseter. Once again, he also directed Toy Story 1, 2, Bugs Life, and eventually goes on to do Cars 2. Uh, Music. Guess who did it, guys? Andy? Uh... Giacchino or John Randy Mayer? Newman. Randy, oh, Randy Newman. Oh, wow. Randy really? Newman. It's mm-hmm. usually the it's very a different. safe answer is Randy Newman. I think. Yeah. One of the Newmans. The Newmans. Paul Newman. It's just. I In just, this movie. Holy shit. They're, Holy they're, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. How many Newmans are there? It's just there, there weren't any vocal hints. I needed uh, I needed some vocal hints there. Um, what do you think they would have been, Andy? Oh my god. Well, I mean, they talk about they do that one song that just kind of comes out of nowhere and it's like this really emotional kind when everything's of everything's uh, dying when ballad. it turns into a post-apocalypse. It's just Are you talking about the, the song Our Town, which was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song? It Shut lost that, but it did win the Grammy. It did win the Grammy Award. Oh, good. Hmm. Good for them. Mm-hmm. I wrote 66. That's that's a bad John Mayer, but I'll work Maybe. on it. Uh, that sounds like a good Randy Newman. <laughs> I wrote 66. <laughs> it had a budget of $120 million and a box office return of $462 million. This was Paul Newman's last feature film before his death of lung cancer in 2008. Oh, uh, oh, it turned out to be the highest grossing movie of his career. And George Carlin died of heart failure three months earlier, and uh, this was the highest-grossing film of his career as well. He George was Carlin, Fillmore, the hippie, vastly underutilized in this movie as Fillmore. I think the the voice cast of the movie is phenomenal for how little they use all of them. Bonnie it's Hunt, a really good point. Also I excellent. Agree. Yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie Hunt, Hunt who Cheech I didn't Marin. know who she was, and then I googled <gasps> it, and I'm like, oh my god, you're like the mom from Jumanji. This is awesome. She was, she was kind of like the nice aunt, really. It's not the mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I she's a little bit younger than character. that. 
I will Shen. I will say I will say this. My issue with Bonnie Hunt being in this movie, she has a voice that uh, of a vehicle that's been well established in the world, mm-hmm. right? Portland. Had a lot of different job offerings, moved from moved from LA oh, to Radiator Springs. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Owen Wilson Kachow is a rookie on the on the scene, right? Got to be a younger car, younger vehicle, low gas low mileage on it. And I just felt like Bonnie sounded older than, yeah, uh, much older than Owen Wilson. What I here, here's my recommendation: wow. we remake this movie. We put in Rachel McAdams. We remake Wedding Crashers. Yeah, in cars. <laughs> what a twist! In cars world. Yeah. I love that. I love that. This is Owen Wilson's first animated movie. Oh, so that's something. Wow. Um, and yeah, looking up Owen Wilson, I did not know how like unfortunate a past he has like i didn't know oh, that there yeah. was attempted suicide stuff oh yeah I totally oh, miss out on that very no sad stuff that either mm-hmm. um going back to the awards for this it was nominated for two academy awards including best animated feature and what i was talking about the best original song but it lost best animated feature what do you think it lost best animated feature in 2000 what year was this 2006 rio uh, oh God. Is it, if you lose what's the, what's the oh, DreamWorks Dragon movie? Django How to Train, How to train dragon. a Dragon. No. Okay. Oh, was it no. Django? Mm-mm. Django. Rango. Django and Chain. Rango. Rango and, that's yeah. it. Which that's one was Django that? and <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, it was Happy Feet. Actually. Oh. oh right. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. listen. Did it? Up against the Pharrell song. Sorry, Randy Newman. You're gonna lose. God. Remember that song, Nick? Your favorite song. I'm crazy, the... but I'm Spider-Man. Happy <laughs> Feet. Also, that song, not for Happy Feet, Nick. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I I'm going to say Which this right was, here. What animated movie Despicable was that? Me. Thank you. I'm sorry. Um. I'm going to say Happy Feet is the animated equivalent in terms of hype and sort of gaining an audience to um, the musical that everybody loves. The musical that everybody Hamilton. loves. Hamilton. Hamilton. I feel like they're equal, like in terms of like having a rabid fan base. Because at the time, Happy Feet had a rabid fan base. This You're might like, be the most bizarre Andy Cortez take I have ever. Think heard. about I'm it. I'm here for it. When you go to bed tonight, ponder on that for a bit and be like, you know what? You're right. Don't waste your Andy, time. There's no reason to. You w- after What's a night of sleep, wake you, up and Andy? be like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, Hamilton, Happy Feet, very similar in terms of very fan similar. base Huge. rabidness. Yeah. A lot of crossover huh. in the Venn diagram where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Some fun yeah, stats for you, Andy, because I know you love them so much here. Uh, even with the farm oh, of computers Lord. that ran four times faster than the ones used for The Incredibles and a thousand times faster than the ones used for Toy Story 1, each frame of this movie took an average of 17 hours to render. Jesus. Whoa! God. Each frame. Cut each chow. frame. Cut chow, everybody. I will, I will say, say, I will say, yeah, I was going to I was going to say, visually, this movie looks like it was <laughs> in a different decade than The Incredibles. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, so far in terms away. of just when it comes to, and a lot of it could be that the fact that we had human like characters in one of them. Uh, but I think it just comes down to lighting. I, I think this movie just looked so much more modern than The Incredibles did. Um, there are some shots that in the early on races during the night race, when the camera's kind of following the cars from a very, very far angle. And the cars have all the different shadows on them from all the different light sources that are being hit by. And it looks real. Like, it's so fucking bizarre. And just, it, it's such a good art style. Go ahead, Kev. Uh, two things. One, like, I totally agree with Andy. And I think that, like, when uh, he gets the lightning, gets the paint job, and he's got the glitter on it, 
the that the metal with that glitter on it looks so damn good. But the other thing is that there is they they haven't figured out crowd shots of all the cars because anytime they show the stands, it's just there's a dip in quality that I feel. I can't even think of the quality. It's interesting you say that because like some of the facts I have is like the crowd shots were something they spent the most time on where there was like something ridiculous, like 23,000 individual cars that were animated with individual animation cycles and stuff for those. It's tough for me to even think of those car scenes because I just think of, you know, when you see those those graphics and diagrams that show you how small earth is compared to the Milky way, compared to the galaxy compared to, you know, you know, and I think of just how gigantic this stadium has to be to house that many cars. <laughs> like, it's you know, got to be a fucking huge ass stadium. What's funny about that is I was like, I was thinking about the same thing. Like I was like, there's, the stadium, when they have that wide shot at the end, you see it. And I'm like, there's something weird about this stadium that I can't put my finger on. And then it dawned on me, there's no parking lot. Because the cars just drive right They're in parked, and, yeah. they, and they park mm-hmm. inside of it. So I was like, oh, my God, that's so fucking weird. They had to, like, think about that. There's no there's no space out. They don't need space outside because all the cars go inside. Kind of interesting. Yeah, definitely. Damn it, I can't show uh, you. But, like, I pulled up an image that shows it's it's the, the stands that they're, they're, like, you know, where they're parked. It There's, mm-hmm. like, it just kind of looks gray. Like, you'll see the first two. That's like and then ramp, above right? it, they're just gray. And it kind of disappears so it looks like the cars are just kind of floating there in place and that that's the only issue i had with the visuals Other than do you that, think they have a great. problem didn't they have a problem at the raceways though where like a car forgets to put his parking brake on and starts rolling down and just like kills other cars <laughs> i mean i, I mean he'd have wait, to go what? real fast and it had to be a little <laughs> baby car <laughs> so, i mean yeah. like you're at the top and you start going you start going over and then you start building speed no, they, and that last car you hit fence. is just gone no, you hit too many things just, before you get down to the bottom. Yeah. Following that logic, though, I love that in Nick's world, it's like if it were just people, though, it's like so. What if the dude just fell in, in an arena? That happens. <laughs> I I'm know, you. Doesn't, like kill people. Like, yeah, but if you got a running start an by accident for like one row in front, like, hey, this is three a running start by accident. The first row it sucks. The second row spilled their Cheetos, and the third row is just what? Did, what happened? They're just put out for a couple seconds. They look around, but still, that's like it's different. You know, there is no Very movie that makes me question. Like, more just the existence of the world than cars like uh, with with monsters you can think about the different professions they have right how they procreate you know um why <laughs> how do you distinguish a cow car from a normal human talking car and obviously we there's a shot of little tiny beetle bugs that are flies and that's yeah. a, absolutely adorable. But when we're talking ca- like a, a cow and it's a tractor and it acts like a, an animal, but it looks like all the other fucking cars. It's just really weird. Like, I don't it's really bizarre. <laughs> so and normally one, we do also, the Pixar theory at the, the end of the episode. But since Andy's touching on this now, I'm going to I'm going to get out of the way here. This is the Pixar theory us. brought to you by the nanobiologist. There's a recurring theory that every single Pixar movie is connected in some way. Here's the big deep dive red string theory for where Cars fits into the big picture. When the humans leave Earth in an upcoming movie, what is left behind to not only clean but to run Earth 
machines. Humans were gone in space for 700 years, leaving the robots to do what some were programmed to do, clean, and others just to be there. This is believed to be when cars one through three take place, specifically after the first hundred years of the humans being gone. Now, I mentioned in Incredibles that Syndrome's tech was still used and eventually adapted for a large company. That company hasn't been introduced yet. Uh, that almost runs everything on Earth. Think Amazon, but bigger. They use that zero-point tech to power just about everything, including cars. Now, that power used emotion as a resource. Mm. This use of emotion led to cars taking on their driver's personalities and make the world fit their needs while basically having everything be vehicles. They basically reenact human history since the cars have been around, just the world was so polluted that, that no humans or animals survived. Also, we know they're sp specifically on Earth because of a future movie coming up, but no future spoilers. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a Mario there. Andretti car, and there's I a know. Dale Earnhardt Jr. car, but a limo. So but and it's fun. And there's Jay Limo. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Joey. There's Jay Limo, so phenomenal. And there is, oh gosh, Bob Costas. But I think it's like I forgot the name that they give him as the sports announcer. Um, this this movie's fun. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Rusty's brothers are played by real life brothers uh, Tom and Ray Magliozzi, who are the hosts of Car Talk. Oh, uh, or, or oh, that's funny. Host. I was wondering yeah. the world's for. most popular podcast. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it's funny that like I've I never noticed that till this last viewing, and I got so excited. Love that's talk. great. So yeah, this fun. movie is one that I have defended for for many many years, and I've always said that it's like it's underrated. I don't necessarily think that that means it's like it deserves to be a ten out of ten. I'm just saying I think a lot of people hate on it because of how popular it is and just the timing it came out. Like and the vibe is very different than the previous Pixar movies, and it has like Larry the Cable Guy. So there's just like a lot going into it that people want to <laughs> hate on. That's its own negative you know? point. <laughs> That's its own negative point. You, you, it is what it is. Uh, but I will say, watching this movie, it's a damn good movie from front to back. It has really poignant moments, and I, I enjoy the buildup of the the the. Older car character. I'm blanking on his name right now. Doc. Doc. Uh, but like when he, everything he does in this movie really feels like it's building on itself and it feels like it's a character development that matters to the overall plot in a way that doesn't feel like a twist for twist sake. It kind of just feels like everything kind of adds up in a, in a nice way to build this world out like Pixar is so good at doing. But I will say that at the end of the day, watching the, it back to back with the last couple of weeks of these movies, mm -hmm. it doesn't match up to the quality yeah. of things like finding nemo and monsters inc like it it is more similar to a bug's life to me than than the ones i just named mm -hmm. and again we're talking about some really damn good movies but it just sucks that when we're talking about pixar movies we have to be that extra level of critical because we're comparing it to things that are as close to perfect as a movie can be in some cases nick what do you think uh, this is the second time I watched this movie, and I'm actually watching it back again with a slightly more critical. I actually liked it a lot more than I than I did when I watched it in theaters, uh, or when I watched it the first time back in the day. I can't say I watched it in theaters. I think I actually did. Um, it's still a little weird to me. That I, I still think cars just don't work as well as um, objects that we know are alive. I, I still have to. It's hard for me to have that uh, that that connection. And to your to uh, the earlier points that we made, it's just weird that everything's cars. Like, it, I would have bought it if everything was, like, some sort of automated thing. But there's a moment where, like, we see a plane, and I'm like, oh, there's planes? Is there a plane thing happening? And then we see two other planes. I was like, are the cars driving the planes? This is breaking my brain. I don't understand <laughs> how this works. And then the fact that they sell tires, I'm like, are cars born with tires? And if so, do they wear the tires out like we wear fingernails out and they got to get new? I don't understand how any of this stuff works. I think it's um, more like shoes. We wear fingernails? Uh, yeah, but then, like, why? It, it, 
Yeah, I guess they do work, Joe. But like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, isn't that isn't the tire a part of the car? Shouldn't they be born with that? And then I guess if they wear those out, you got to put them on. I'm not going to think too hard about it. It doesn't matter. Um, but I think that part of me is I just don't love the story of someone like being held against their will into a town, even though those people are like trying to do good and like teach that person. It just seems like the first 30 minutes of this movie are a little hard for me to get through because I'm like, this is fucked up what they're doing to this guy. Yeah, he's an asshole, but like they're they're like withholding legal representation away from him and like basically basically like holding him prisoner in this town until he does what they want him to do. And it reminds me of a movie called like Nothing But Trouble with Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd, which is just horrible. Uh, but then the other thing that makes me like this movie is that it is the exact same plot from a movie called Doc Hollywood with Michael J. Fox. And I fucking love that movie. So I gave this one a chance. And by the end of it, I came around. Joey, what'd you think? So this is my first time seeing Cars in its entirety. I'd only ever seen like the first like 15 minutes or so. So I had no idea what happened once he left the racetrack. I was like, oh, this is a fun adventure. Um, this one I think is really fun. I like the cast of characters in it and stuff, but I it doesn't have like that same emotional resonance that all of the other well, I don't think that the character realm in this one is as like moving as some of the other ones. But I do think it's more fun. I really like and I think part of it too is that the setting in the town of Radiator Springs is so well done as like a location and it has like such fun flair in it that I really love that. But in terms of like, I don't know how much of it too is that it's really hard for me to be like, oh, that's Lightning McQueen versus that's just Owen Wilson. I feel like some of the <laughs> yeah. other actors just blend way better into their characters and he is not one of them for me. <laughs> Andy, what'd you think? Uh, it's a fun movie. I, I enjoy it. I I agree with everything everybody else has said. It doesn't really have that emotional impact. There's not a whole lot to connect with for me. But, I mean, it's hype as hell when he takes Doc's advice and does the drift when he's spinning out. Uh, like, that moment is just, it's worth it for that moment. Just to feel those goosebumps. Be like, oh, he learned the lesson. Hell yeah, yeah. Lightning McQueen. Um, I think a decent amount of the humor kind of falls flat for me. It does feel like this humor is definitely more for the kids in a lot of moments. Although there is one joke about being lit, <laughs> like being stoned and shit, which is pretty funny. Um, there's a couple, yeah, there's a couple the... jokes in here that are very mature, by the way. There's one oh, where sure. like the, the two Miatas show their high beams. And I'm like, that's a, <laughs> that's a very mature thing yeah. that they did there. But yeah. Yeah. I just think a lot of it just is a little, slapsticky for me when they are going out doing the cow tipping and then when lightning mcqueen kind of goes off the cliff and the the cactus kind of falls down on him it's just it's little silly stuff like that those are for the kids obviously but um yeah it's a solid movie it's a solid movie throughout i like i like knowing that you want lightning to sort of grow up and grow past this and seeing his struggle with even wanting to leave Radiator Springs, I think is pretty well done. I think the way that they mm. show that off and show how he's kind of grown really fond of these people, um, and obviously especially Bonnie, but you know the whole town's kind of become like a little family that he never had, especially when you have that first call with his agent. I forget the agent's name. Harv. Harv. Harv, I think. Uh, and Harv's Played like, invite your friends. Pittman. And he's like, I don't... Uh, he's like, oh, I get it. You're too popular. He's like, no, Lighting just right. doesn't have friends. So it's kind of need to see him connect with these people after uh, a, a little while. So I, I had a blast with the movie. I think it's fun. I do think it doesn't, you know, hold a, a candle to the other better Pixar movies, though. Kevin, what do you think? 
Uh, I, I enjoyed this movie. This movie always catches me. Like, it, the first time we watched it, it caught me by surprise, where it was like, oh, this is going to be a terrible movie because it looks weird. But Pixar, they made it fun. And, like, you know, there are more kids stuff in it than, than normal, I think, for a Pixar movie. Uh, more slapstick humor. But uh, it, it does a decent job getting me. And um, I, I was surprised. Like, I was trying to look up, did Chevron ever sue them? Sue Pixar for this because, like, <laughs> the designs are, you know. But then I looked in the Chevron cars, and the, the designs are actually quite different. With the uh, let me see, switch the browser. They have the eyes and the <laughs> headlights. So I was like, all right, oh. so there you go, there you go. You get out of that way. I have uh, the funniest thing about that is though. growing up, I was in love. I was obsessed yeah, with those Chevron cars. Me I never too. owned one, never owned one, but I was obsessed with them. Would love going there, walking past gas stations just to look at them and be like, one day I'm going to own all of these. And last night I had that moment. I'm like, I'm a fucking adult that can do whatever I want. I can eBay <laughs> them all right now. And I looked at them and I'm like, these things are hideous. Yeah. These things suck. Yeah. How yeah. do I yeah. think they were cool? Don't bring those in your house. Don't bring those in yeah. your house. <laughs> I mean, for sure they had to like, I mean, I know you're kidding about that, but they had to license Porsche, right? Because her she is a Porsche. She has the symbol and her name is Sally Carrera. So like they had to, Porsche had to sign off on that, right? Well, what's the yeah that's yeah. interesting oh what's the sure. sally yeah. carrera thing? oh is that the carrera porsche. Type porsche. The carrera is so that she's a porsche Got 911 it. carrera yeah and actually technically she's a 996 911 which is uh unfortunate because that's the one everyone hates but because the horrible uh headlights feel like fried eggs although they fixed it in this one a little bit because it took yellow out it doesn't matter it ain't <laughs> I like isn't that. the autopia ride at disney don't they have like a partnership with chevron for it too like i wonder if there's some pre-existing relationship i think chevron owns disney i don't i can't confirm <laughs> that but uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna say it I, and go on record i'd like to now very quickly create my own uh little side thing uh i don't think this has ever been done before are you gonna like, do a podcast within a podcast is that what we're doing kevin? A podcast oh my god name, kevin Close's first podcast in a my podcast. <laughs> my favorite uh disney inspired or pixar inspired thing at a disney park in the West Coast, that isn't that isn't Disneyland, Cars Land. Oh. and it's Cars Land. Okay. They fucking nailed it. You know what I mean? They nailed it with that Cars Land. Joey Noel, what's up, um, Kevin? Can I piggyback off of your podcast within a podcast? I'd like to thank Turner Wentzian on Twitter for uh, coining Joy's Joyride. Will we talk That's about great. the different rides at Disneyland? We need to talk about Cars Land, Kev. We're collabing on this one. It's so good. <laughs> Walking so into good. that land and it's just Radiator Springs. It's so cool. It legit gives me nostalgia to watch cars, like, of being there, where it's like, oh, yeah. I've been there. When, you, when they mm -hmm. showed the shot. The leaning uh, tower. The, the leaning tower of tires. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The cones. Like, when, when you see that shot at the end when everything's fixed up and pretty, uh, I, it's just like, I've been there. And then they show the nighttime one. And I'm like, do they do that at night? Like, does it look like that at night with the neon? Oh, yeah. Have you not been to Cars Land at night? Oh, my I mean, God. So yeah. I forget everything. You know it I mean? is oh amazing. No, that is that is what makes it special is the neon is unbelievable. Oh, in the and day, Halloween, I really like it. It's another, another, a whole other thing. But the ride itself is, I think, so the, one fun. of the better Best Disneyland rides, period, or Disney Park ride, periods. But because uh, last week we were kind of talking about the, the different rides, like the Accredit Coaster, which is like, it's cool and it's fun. And I love it. But the, the Cars ride, I forget the name is so perfect at telling the story of this movie in an immersive form but the moment where you're in the car and you drive under the like tunnel and you come out and Radiator it's the waterfall Springs and it's the the music from the movie it's like this is one of the I most was immersive. brought to tears I it's was amazing to tears. yeah and like kevin's saying watching this movie feels nostalgic for being at this park it's 
so great they kevin at nighttime i was there at nighttime after it had rained so all the asphalt was super wet and just all the reflections of the neon it was that so was dope so yeah that's so the moment cool. where it's like i need a, like a nice camera to take out and get take these pictures yeah, yeah, capture yeah, pictures. yeah, yeah. at some point tim i'm just gonna throw this out i feel like we need to do an in review for attractions that we've reviewed on in review we I'm need in. to go to harry potter world we need to go to the really bad fast nine ride in universal I just think we we Can go I Disney. Think that's Fast Nine inspired. Be really bad. Oh, it's it's really bad. Okay, because it's, <laughs> it's very. Was, by the way, that was not a rhetorical <clears throat> question. I would like the answer to that question, and Joey answered it. It's bad. Okay, it's really yeah. bad. Understood. Kev, I just said asset something uh, for you to bring up, please. Uh, just because I want Nick to be to see how dope this shit looks like at night. Uh, you can scroll forward to like one ten in this video. Oh wow. Oh, I miss Disneyland. Oh, that's cool. Like, are yeah, you I'm, just a, the, I'm just a sucker. What's in the background? I'm just a I sucker for I've Neon. Seen this. this is crazy. That's it's really so cool. cool. I didn't even know this existed. Have Nick, I just not it, known? Like, I never saw this part in Disneyland. Nick, it's, it's a California, California adventure. adventure. Yeah, I know, but like, I used to like. I could have swore it. Well, how how old is it again? It's on the newer side. I think okay, so it's it's yeah. possible. I just haven't been to California because, like, the last time I think I went to California Adventure must have been like. Oh, I want to say 10 years ago. I think it's like maybe. five no, or six years old. Maybe right? It opened in ago. 2012. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was Jesus. Like, almost 10 years. Anyway, it's fantastic. Highly yeah, recommend it. But for now, Andy, let's get to the plot. Please tell us the story. Yeah, Nick, tell us the story. Ladies and gentlemen, drive like a Cadillac, sting like a Beamer. Here we go. It's Cars, and I've talked a lot of shit about this movie over the years, and about midway through uh, this synopsis, I was like, damn it, I'm actually starting to like this film. <laughs> we're at the <laughs> Dynaco. I know, you did. It's still not, it's still not one over on Milan. Uh, we're, we're at the Dynaco 400, and the winner of this race gets the Piston Cup. What does that mean? They get to be a winner, and Lightning McQuaid might be the first rookie ever to McQueen. win it. McQueen, excuse me, not McQuaid. <laughs> I think Lightning McQuaid is actually a movie. Uh, Chick Hicks starts ta- uh, taking everyone out. Michael fucking around, Keaton, dude. Which is Michael <laughs> Keaton. And, like, it's so special they got Michael Keaton for this. Because he's perfect. He's perfect. <laughs> he is perfect for this role. Uh, he starts taking everyone out, but McQueen, McQueen uh, makes a move and hops into the air uh, with his tongue hanging out just like... Jordan, baby. Michael Jordan. A year uh, to the day he, since the last dance premiered. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Wow. Is it really? Wow. That's yeah. Cool. That's crazy. Uh, he takes the lead. Then McQueen decides not to pit because he fired his pit team, uh, so he can take so uh, he can take the lead instead, uh, which he does. Uh, we get an odd lap montage during this, which I didn't think we needed because I was like, we're only two minutes. In, we don't need a. Mo- we're two minutes into this movie. We don't need a montage. Uh, but uh, Hicks really tries to take the lead. He cannot. McQueen pits but won't let them change his tires, which seems like a short-term strategy. The announcer says, but it gives him a huge lead with one lap to go. Uh, with one turn to go, unfortunately, McQueen blows a tire, causing him, uh, Hicks, and Strip the King Weathers to cross the finish line together, uh, prompting a photo finish. As they wait, McQueen tells the media he's not sorry. He doesn't have a pit crew. He's a one-man show, which, of course, pisses off his pit crew that he does have left. So they all quit. And he's like, whatever. I'll just get another one before the next race. I don't value people at, or friends at all. And then two little twin Miatas come up and show him their headlights. And at this point, I'm like... All right, maybe I misjudged this movie. Maybe it's a little bit more adult than I thought it was going to be. And this seems just a little bit inappropriate for kids, but whatever. I mean, the Pixar <laughs> movies, they make them for 41-year-olds, right? Am I right, Tim? That's what mm-hmm. they do. 
Uh, let's see. And then Strip comes over to Lightning to try and impart to him a piece of wisdom from all of his many years of racing. Uh, but as he's talking, basically he's, he's trying to tell him, <laughs> you need your team out. if you want to win. He just spaces out and instead starts fantasizing about living in the Iron Man house, which it's come amazing. On, we've all been there. We've all been there, right? Amazing. Tim it really like, is the Iron the Man The movie house. montage, all of that is just so funny, dude. Tim starts, you know, we're, guys, we're, it's 9 a.m. We're in the production meeting. Tim starts talking about all the important things we have to look forward to next week. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, how does he fly with the, the you know, the, the, you know? Yeah. Yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Anyway, uh, guess what? Turns out, Lightning didn't win. It was a three-way tie, resulting in a tiebreaker race to be held in California in one week. Winner takes the Piston Cup and gets a Dynaco, that sponsorship, all to itself or himself. Uh, before he can leave the racetrack, Mac, played by... John Ratzenberger. Ratzenberger. It's a little Ratzenberger watch, baby. That's the rat watch. Uh, reminds him that he has to put some Wait. FaceTime in with his one and only sponsor, Rusty's. Quick yes, question or quick comment, just because I'm probably going to forget to. When we get to the end and they have, uh, what is John, right? John Rassenberger? Uh, yeah. He's yeah. watching all his yeah. movies. He's watching watching clips. all so the cliffs. Great, and like, it, it goes from him being like, this is hilarious to like, this isn't like, this is the same dude. And like, oh, yeah, these people just get the same guy. So funny. <laughs> I just want to give a I love they got the voices. The cameos were so fantastic. And apparently yeah. they were going to do it for Finding Nemo and Incredibles as well. And I couldn't find a reason for why it didn't happen because they got the actors for those signed on as well. Ellen so. was being a bitch. Damn. <laughs> no, it's not like they were on. Jesus. Shots fired. She was probably like, I'm too busy torturing my employees and, <laughs> and making, playing practical jokes on them and buying awesome watches. Uh, let's see. Uh, when he goes to the rest, he knows about Ellen. <laughs> Oddly enough, I do know Ellen is a very big watch fan. She has a very good collection uh, because she's like a multimillionaire. Uh, let's see. They tease him uh, at, when he goes to the rest ease sponsorship meeting. They tease him for not having real headlights and then make him give a speech, which he phones in and then bounces because, as you all know, life is a highway and I want to ride it all night all long. Night long. Hell yeah. uh, Mac, uh, but I do love driving. scenes sort of that side of lighting. Like, man, fuck these guys. He's a bunch of losers I'm with right now. Like, I, like, I love that moment where he's like, okay, yeah, and closes the door. Closes like, not a chance. Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be gone out of this stupid endorsement. I'm gonna be with Dynico in a couple of weeks. Like, I don't so give a sad, shit about though. you all anymore. So I know, yeah, okay. but it's it's just good characterization. It's good to yeah. make him seem that, like a douchebag that's the kind of that's the kind of hardcore brutal nature you and i are gonna have to have when we leave this company and go and God, go to dynaco whatever the dynaco is we're gonna have to, to go tim's gonna be like kevin please don't go baby please don't go and i'm like kevin you look at me you look at me be strong be strong and then we're gonna hold hands you know it's the end times when it's Tim calls Kevin day. baby. It's, it's gonna be Nick. <laughs> it's gonna be Nick and Kevin in the car on the way to that thing, and they already break up as a group. <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow we still go to Taco Bell. Kevin's gonna kick uh, him out of the car. Yeah, Kevin's like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, Harv calls and asks Lightning for a friends list oh. for the big race, but he doesn't. Jeremy have any Piven, friends. just oh, nailing shit, it. it. I mean, Jeremy literally Piven. just playing Ari, Ari Gold. Gold, just <laughs> reprising his is. role as Ari Gold. From but uh, so from I forget when that I missed that made Ari, but I there like are... getting this little snippet of him. Oh my god! Yeah, the IMDb. There seems to be a mistake. It says there are two Harves. One, one is for is... the UK. Um, 
Interesting. Like, the freak up. Re-releasing. So one of them is Jer- so the other one's Jeremy Clarkson who from from Top Gear. From Top Gear. Holy shit, oh, that's, that's hilarious. Cool. So, that's actually pretty cool. Uh interesting voice casting stuff from uh different languages. So you guys know and you might have been tagged in something so you might already know this, but do you know who was the German voice of Lightning McQueen? I yeah. do. David Hasselhoff. No. Daniel Bruhl, aka Zemo. Oh. Oh, Baron, yeah. Baron, yeah, that's cool. A very, very, very young Daniel Bruhl. <laughs> did he go? Did, did they, were they like this? Listen, you can, you can do this. You can have this role, but you have to be able to nail the. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. How do you say wow in German? <laughs> wow. <laughs> das ist wow. <laughs> All right, I'll stop joking around. We'll just get back to the plot. Uh, Mac wants to stop. <laughs> It's just, Nick, it's because I don't want to encourage you because it's such a bad wow. (laughs) Andy, I'm laying up the wow for you to take and dunk with the soundboard. You've got the Owen Wilson wow board, do you not? I don't have it hooked up. I'm sorry. Get the hook. Hook up the wow board. I want the Luke and Owen Wilson. Throw in a little. (laughs) Throw in the brother, too? Does Luke Wilson say wow? I don't think so. (laughs) He does say geez, though. He says geez. I think he's like, geez. (laughs) I don't know. We'll watch some Luke Wilson movies. I tried watching Bottle Rockets the other day. Couldn't get into it. I remember liking it a lot, though. It's like Wes Anderson, one of Wes Anderson's first movies. His first? It is Uh, his first, right? Is it his first? Yeah. Uh, very, very not Wes Anderson-y, but you can see the, you can see the start of it all there. Uh, let's see. Mac wants to stop for a rest, but Lightning makes him push through into the night because he wants to be the first portion of the raceway, which is a power move. Uh, he promises. He's like, listen, I'm going to stay up all night with you. And then he immediately falls asleep. Uh, Mac struggle, struggles to stay awake as a bunch of cars from Fast and Furious 2 roll up on him. They play some Kenny G so Mac will fall asleep and then run him off the road, which seems maybe like the uh, the car version of homicide or attempted homicide here. Yeah, but I'm but guessing there are just no laws in this post-apocalyptic landscape that is fucking cars. It, there are I mean, laws. But it also seems like you shouldn't be allowed to do that in a race. And uh, the bad dude does it all the time, right? It's Robin's racing, man. If you've, mm-hmm. if you've learned anything from Days of Thunder which is a movie that we will one day watch with Snowbike Mike. Since Rubbin really is it. racing. Oh, we're going to get to there it. There we go. There I think it's go. Miami. I love Miami. that it's straight up just the cast of Too Fast, Too Furious from Miami. There's like, yep, we're going to get all the cars. We're just, it's not really, but Done. like no, I know. just I all mean, the, the yeah. underglow and all that stuff. It's Let's put great. it this way. Let's put it this way. If they made that movie now, it would fucking 100% be the cast of Fast and Furious as those voice oh, actors. That'd be so but these guys like, like uh-huh, play some KG. Trying to commit like involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, they're trying dude. to kill like, Put the Car truck slaughter. to sleep with the with the Kenny G song. Like, what is wrong with these so psychopaths? I feel like they're, uh, they're more. Kev, can you bring up what I just sent to Asset? Sure. Bad we prank on far from the conversation about Owen and Luke Wilson because I looked it up and there's a video called oh. Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson are the same. Let's just watch this for like 30 seconds, please. Please, thank you. I need this. Thank you. This is talking about. This is amazing. What are you talking about? This is amazing. Okay, we can stop. Is, okay. This is amazing. <laughs> but I'm sure there there's some point here where they say wow. Wow. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That was great. Uh let's see. Uh lightning falls out of the back and narrowly escapes being hit on uh Hit on the road. Hey, he tries to catch up to Mac, but when he does, uh, it's not Mac at all. It's like a recycling truck or something like that. And he gets lost on historic Route 66. A cop 
catches him speeding and, ra- and races after. But the old police cruiser soon starts backfiring, which Lightning takes for gunshots. So he starts serpentining. And man, let me tell you guys this. Every time someone says serpentine, I think of that one serpentine. scene in uh for, wow god now i'm fucking blanking on the name of the show archer where he's like serpentine babo serpentine because he's talking to his <laughs> big old cat it's funny uh he loses control and crashes in so good. it's so great uh and radiator springs somehow managing to destroy the entire road with a statue of the old founder of radiator springs who i didn't realize until the very very end is actually the husband of the older car um, which she has a little endearing scene with him. Anyway, mm-hmm. gets hung up on some power lines, and the whole town comes out. Is like, what the hell just happened? Mac arrives at the L.A. Speedway, but when he drops his ramp, lightning is missing. The story quickly makes national headlines, and everyone from Jay Leno to a really bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impressionist start looking for him. Uh, but lightning him being wakes a, up. A Hummer. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was great. That, you know, <laughs> that, was, that was perfect. Uh, lightning wakes up the next day in a junkyard with a boot on. And he meets Mater, who is an idiot, and almost lets him out. But thankfully, the sheriff catches him and takes him to court. And the judge is known only uh, no one. The judge is Doc, who lets Lightning off until. And you're like, wow, that's weird. He kind of let him off there. He wants him out of town until Sally Carrera rolls in, uh, and uh, Lightning immediately starts hitting on her because he thinks that she is his high-powered defense lawyer because she's a Porsche. But it turns out she is one of the citizens of Radiator Springs and talks the entire town into forcing this man into servitude for as long as it takes for him to fix the road. To which I'd have been like, do I get a phone call? Can I call my agent and have him just bring a lawyer here? Because I can pay for the road. I have a lot of money. I got I'm a people. racer. I am a very yeah. rich race car. <laughs> car car is different. We Nick. can settle this with money, the good old fashioned American way. But no, they want him. They want to strap him to a fucking giant machine and make him almost kill himself trying to uh, to to fix this road because quote he's got the horsepower. Do they and have I know money thing about in this about world that. though? Do they ever I talk mean, about money? They got sponsorships, so they have to have money. But like, he never pays for anything, right? Like for. But that's what celebrity, Joey, you don't understand. When you're a big time celebrity like me and Tim, you don't pay Mm -hmm. for squat. You think Tim paid for that liquor can? No. Somebody just came in and threw it into one of his windows, an open window. He definitely, and And then he got the window for free. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of implied at the end that he buys like a bunch of stuff, right? When he goes, does the like tire, gets his tires done, gets a paint job. Like they weren't excited because he was just using their stores for free, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. There was an exchange of goods, so yeah, they cut that. We didn't see it. They also don't have. They don't have enough. Like they don't have digits, so they can't really enter a pin number. So I don't know how they use their tongues. Yeah, their tongue has a near field communication little chip. Oh, Oh, NFC. Oh, nice. (laughs) Smart. Uh, Let's see. The judge asks. Mater to hook lightning up uh, to Bessie, which is one of those big old uh, slurry machines. But Mater mistakenly unboots lightning first, and so lightning cuts and runs. Thankfully, they siphoned his gas while he slept, so he's trapped in this town without any real legal representation. Nasty, I'm just gonna say right? this: it's it seems like up. it seems like yeah. a violation of someone's personal space to be siphoning their gas. You know, without yeah, them dude. knowing they while they're asleep, like, there has to be some sort of some sort of like sexual aspect to that, right? Think of it like it's a blood test when you're like a DUI. They can force you to 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 make some sort of test, right? Can't they compel you to do a blood test? They went and took took food out of his tummy, basically. They did. They're like, you don't need that. He's like, well, now I'm. I don't like that. Yeah. And also, just odd that like cars in this world need gasoline. I mean, it makes sense for the the theory. You know, the Pixar theory. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. 
Uh, let's see. Lightning gets some slurry on him and asks the fire truck, Big Red, uh, for uh, for some help, but he runs away. And then Luigi and Guido, who run Which the tire place. Interesting name for both the Luigi and Guido and the character. Well, Tony Shalhoub plays Luigi, right? Yes, which is hilarious. And Guido and Guido Quaroni plays Guido. <laughs> yeah, that's what oh, I'm that's saying. awesome. Yeah, uh, is that famous or? Oh no! Look, I'm reading it right here. He began his career at Pixar in 1997. He worked for two years in modeling, rigging, and shading for Toy Story 2. They went on to work for effects in the film, and then he became a sequence supervisor for Monsters Inc., where he worked on the hair effects technology. And I guess they just kind of cast him in cars. That's great for him. Good for Classic him. Classic Pixar. Yeah, I love him. He's adorable. Oh, he's Joey. I, I messed up a little bit. I messed up a, a layup here for me. Okay. I'm going to need you to go back to a conversation about the money and how they buy things. But then, Nick, you were saying that they don't buy things because why? Communism. The, they don't They're buy. Sponsored. Wait. Yeah, They're sponsored. sponsored. Mm. Just yeah. like oh. this video. Oh, that was 10 out of 10. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Me Undies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin. That's why Me Undies sources the softest, most comfortable fabrics imaginable. Uh, they have endless styles, and they are available in sizes extra small all the way up to 4XL. Uh, you can express yourself every day in new limited edition prints because what you wear on the outside should empower you from the inside. It's their whole thing with Me Undies. I love Me Undies. I've been talking about it forever. Literally, right now, head to toe, I'm in Me Undies with the shirt, with the undies, with the lounge pants, and with the socks. I love how soft it is. It's changed my life, changed my wardrobe entirely, uh, where I have completely replaced all my socks and shirts uh, and undies with me undies because of how soft and consistent the quality is. And it's also super fun with all the fun designs they have, whether they're licensed things like Star Wars or things that are just more like fun, like weird little sushi rolls and stuff. It's always fun stuff. Uh, great to unpack every month and be wowed by whatever was sent. Uh, MeUndies has a great offer for you guys. For any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off and free shipping. They also have a problem-free philosophy when it comes to returns. If you're not satisfied with anything, no caveats, no questions, you're good. They'll exchange it, they'll refund it, whatever you need. Um, go to MeUndies.com slash morning to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. And now this next sponsor I'm very, very, very excited about. This episode is brought to you by Channel Fireball Box Breaks. Channel Fireball is a very big name in the collectible and trading card industries. Uh, their new initiative, CFB Box Breaks, involves live-streamed pack and box openings. We've talked a lot about this on uh, the different podcasts and, and uh, the streams a little bit with Snowbike Mike unboxing Pokemon cards. But how this works is people will purchase a group in a break. Uh, we'll use basketball as an example here. Let's say we all buy in. I get all the Cavaliers cards. Greg gets all the Miami Heat cards, etc. The break happens live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. They stream them, and then they do it every uh, Tuesday through Thursday at 1 p.m., Friday and Saturday at 3 p.m. And then they get whoever gets assigned to those cards gets those cards. They're also personal breaks. So let's say Blessing buys an entire box of Pokemon cards. We open it live on stream before shipping him the cards themselves. Each stream also builds to a premium break. These are usually spicier, more expensive breaks uh, with big hits in them. For example, this Saturday, they're breaking a box of revised Magic the Gathering. Each booster pack is $500, and there are cards worth over $1,000 that you can open in there. Uh, 
Uh, box breaks are a fun way to get your hands on collectible cards like Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Flesh and Blood, sports cards, and more. Yu-Gi-Oh! Digimon. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff. Uh, they're running an awesome deal on Battle Styles, the hottest new Pokemon set right now. And you can get a box cheaper with CFB box breaks than anywhere else. This Friday and Saturday, CFB box breaks are running two spicy Pokemon box breaks, a booster box mixer on Friday and an elite trainer box mixer on Saturday with packs from Evolutions, Darkness Ablaze, Sword and Shield, Vivid Voltage, and Battle Styles. Kev, it's time. Bring it up. You can get your hands on a Pikachu VMAX worth over $400. Head to CFB Box Breaks now and use code KINDAFUNNY so they know that we sent you and you can get 5% off your first break. That's CFBBOXBREAKS.com. Use code KINDAFUNNY. CFBBOXBREAKS.com. Code KINDAFUNNY. Kev, bring it up one more time. One more time, because I want to say this is the Pikachu VMAX card, which has lovingly been nicknamed Chonkachu. And I love everything about that. <laughs> so if you want to potentially get a Chonkachu or see somebody get hype opening a pack and getting this Chonkachu, you know where to go. CFBBachBreaks.com. So cool. You love that, Kev? So good. I thought you would. I thought you would. All right, guys. That was good. <laughs> I was clunky on that yeah. one. I'm going to rate myself at 3 out of 10 for that one. Tim, you get a 10. Kevin said communism. (laughs) (laughs) It's fair enough. It's fair enough. Uh, Let's see. They start, uh, Luigi and Guido start geeking out uh, over him being a race car driver. And they ask him, like, do you know Mario Rangeretti and Michael Schumacher? And he's like, "Uh, no, dude, I I race in America. And they're like, well, that's bullshit. Do you not have Ferraris? I love the reaction. It's like, nah, this guy's lame. Never mind. (laughs) What it reminded me of is whenever. a parent has walked up to us at E3 and be like, oh, are you guys on YouTube? Are you, are you like Ninja? <laughs> and we're like, no, no we're not like yeah. Ninja. They're like, ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> like, oh, forget it. God. The other thing, though, is then when they're just like, oh, I'm sure my kids watch you. And we're like, no, I'm yeah, sure no, they do not. They don't. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, two tourists roll into town and Sally tries to in- ingratiate the town to them, but they overdo it a little bit. Um, uh, and then lightning it starts begging for their help. He's like, please, they're keeping me prisoner. And the, the tourists freak out and they, and they, they just leave. And then I forget the voice actor's name in this one. Bob Can you guys help Costas. me out? Is that right? Is it Bob Costas? No, it's not Bob Costas. No, sorry. That's someone else. Richard. The voice Kine. actor is the guy. Uh, Richard Richard oh, it's Richard. Richard Kine. Kine. Yeah. And eating the clerk. Yeah. And oh, it's evil. Okay. So those two, uh, anyway, they're great. Uh, meanwhile, lightning has a flash. He, he has one of those, uh, daydreams or, uh, that chick. Gets the Dynaco treatment, gets the new coloring, gets to live in the Iron Man house, and he's like, screw this. I'm going to finish this road today, and he revs this shit up and finishes the whole road in an hour, but it's hideous. The road looks like shit, and it makes Red cry. Uh, but and he's <laughs> like, listen, the deal was <laughs> I fixed the road, and Doc says, yeah, the deal was you fixed the road, not make it worse. Uh, but Lightning's like, listen, I'm not a bulldozer. I can't go out and, and chip that thing away. I'm a race car. So the judge challenges him to a race and at first you're like lightning is gonna smoke this guy but clearly the judge has a plan because lightning takes off and the judge is like uh oh, i'm just gonna hang here for a second uh, and he knows something that lightning doesn't which is how to drift apparently and i'm like is this movie at all related to tokyo drift how do i make a joke like that anyway uh lightning ends up <laughs> thank you taking the curve uh, taking that turn uh way too fast skids out and slams into some cactus uh mater pulls him out so lightning works into the night as the rest of the cars watch him and don't help him at all. Uh, Sally wakes up the next day to a beautiful stretch of brand new road and everyone freaks. 
but there's still plenty of road left. Uh, Doc is amazed that Lightning did a good job, but when he looks for Lightning, he finds him out on that old dirt track trying to make that nasty turn. Uh, so uh, the judge takes it upon himself to give him a little lesson on racing. He says, listen, man, sometimes you got to turn right to go left. But Lightning, once again, is too cocky. He's like, turn right to go left. Right, cool. But he tries it anyway and then doesn't do it right and ends up in the cactus, proving once and for all that the Doc is just screwing with him and that old man is just is just uh, an asshole. Uh, Sally, de- I'm joking about that. Sally decides to invite Lightning to stay at the Cozy Cone as a thank you uh, for, for actually doing a good job with the road. And uh, I'm like, this is actually a clever little twist on Caution Cone, which ca- which cars usually try to avoid. I think that's the first bit of like really, this movie is very, very creative, but that was the part that I was like, that's pretty funny. I would stay in that. I would stay in that hotel. At Disneyland, the Cozy Cones, like they have the cones remade and it's like a, a food place that you get stuff. Oh, fun. And they, they sell you these cones that are like, it's bread cone, but on the inside, it's mac and cheese. Oh, I that's just cool. fucking chomp on it, and it is. It's good. It's that's real cool good. as ice. Uh, as Sally drives away, Lightning spots her pinstripe tattoo on her back, and he's like, <laughs> I, I love it. I fucking love she gets it. a little embarrassed. It's <laughs> so funny. It's funny. Uh, again, so... another, another bit of slightly more mature humor here in an otherwise kid's movie, but I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, later that night, Mater invites Lightning to go tractor tipping, and it's pretty hilarious. I, I, I think, Andy, you were saying you didn't like this part, but I, I, I'm I a dumb child. I thought this was fucking hilarious, especially when they fart. There was a lot of, of farts. <laughs> I lot think of it was funny. Uh, and Lightning and Mater actually end up having a good laugh about this until a giant combine harvester comes in and runs scary. them off. Very scary. On the way back to town, Mater teases Lightning for being in love with Sally and then shows him how to drive in reverse like a madman thanks to his rear view mirrors. Oh my God, that looks amazing. Thank you, Kevin. He's like, that looks, holy that cow. looks so good. It's crazy. Andy, good. there's a this, pizza cone. And he's too, like, oh, right? horrible. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Andy, come on. We got to get you there. Oh, is that mac and cheese? I just thought it was like cheese fries or something. It's mac and cheese. It's like That'd cheese, be way fries. Cool if it was cheese fries. There's like a pizza one too, I think. I'll look it up. It's so good. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Mater asks him why it's so important that he win this big race. And he reply, his reply is kind of a dick. He's like, listen, man, I'll be on easy street. And I won't ever have to deal with these rusty people anymore. No more rusty cars. To which Mater's like, oh, what's wrong with rusty cars? I'm a rusty car. And Lightning's like, oh, no, I didn't mean you. Um, and so Mater's like, all right, screw it. Then I'm right back on you. I'm, you're my best friend. And he promises a helicopter, him a helicopter ride, which prompts Mater to call him my best friend. Which literally always gets me. Anytime, Andy, in any movie, someone turns to another character and says, you're my best friend. It gets me. Is it because I'm surrounded by a bunch of jackals that always, at any <laughs> given turn, want to just get one over on me? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It was a good moment, though. And it it's backed moment. up. When he gets the helicopter at the end, it is Great. such mm-hmm. a it's fuck fun. yeah moment. Uh, Let's see. But then, but then followed up by that really cool back and forth between him and and Sally and Sally of like, right? Where she's like, "Did you mean that? Uh, are are you lying to him? Or are you just right. saying that?" And he's like, "Well, I don't know." It's like I love her confronting him there, you know, because he's yeah. he's gone his whole life not ever been being called on his bullshit, and yeah. I thought that was a really cool sort of like, "Hey, check yourself, dog!" Like you're lying to people who actually care about you. Like don't break his heart. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, he she makes a point of saying Mater actually trusts you. Yeah. 
And that's like a that's a moment for him where he's like, fuck, maybe that's something that I should think about. And then of course as Sally drives away, Lightning thanks her for the hotel room, which is actually the first endearing thing he's done all movie. Uh, and then he has another bad dream, but this time it's the harvester that gets all of his dreams and gets to live in the Iron Man so house and all stuff. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Uh, and he wakes up and heads to Doc's shop for his daily ration of gas so he can get out there and finish that street. But Doc is busy looking up uh, the sheriff's rear end. So Lightning heads to Doc's old garage where he spots <laughs> not one, not two, but three piston cups. What's that up? scene was weird, right? With the like... That's- Sheriff being like, you take a good look. look at my- you like what you see? Mm. <laughs> I got like, oh, shit. Him. That's <laughs> <ass."> <laughs> like, it did seem out of character for the sheriff. Too. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. everything we've seen him until that point, he didn't seem like. He, if Nick, I want to report know? you, who would I report yeah. you to? Yeah. <laughs> like the fact that he just... didn't say boy at the end, like, you yeah. Know, mm-hmm. He applied it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a little bit there. Of course, Doc, it turns out, was. The Hudson Hornet, the fabulous Hudson Hornet. Uh, and Lightning flips because he's heard of it and wants to hear all about these trophies and how Doc won. But Doc, all Doc sees is a bunch of empty cups. Lightning tells the whole town that Doc is a racing legend, but they don't believe him. He goes and he says, I, he won three piston cups, to which Mater replies, he did what in a cup? <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. That's a good line. That's a good line. And then Nick turned to his wife and said, I don't care who you are, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they I watch that, these movies. They had that now. reference earlier in the beginning of the movie, and I was like, "Ah, they're doing the they're referencing his stand up. That's good for them." Oh, well, now, yeah. where was Jeff Foxworthy? I thought he was going to come in. Didn't get the call, man. It was like we we. It's either Larry the Cable Guy or Jeff Foxworthy. You might you may be a hubcap if I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what a redneck thing would be. Never mind. Probably Keep, continue, a, Nick. All right. Uh, <laughs> then Sally. Uh, Oh, gives uh, Lightning some gas uh, and then invites him on, on a drive because now she trusts him a little bit. They're like, are you crazy? He goes, no, I trust him. Let's, let's give him a shot to be a good person. And for a moment, he thinks about running, but the allure of hanging out with Sally and, and, and uh, just cruising down the open road are a little too much for him. So he heads off after her in a new direction and for the first time in his life, drives for the sheer fun of it. Um, they pass the Wheelwell Motel, uh, which used to be the most popular stop on the Mother Road, but is now derelict. Lightning asks uh, how a Porsche like her ended up in a place like this, and she tells him she was a lawyer, high-powered lawyer in L.A., living life to the fast lane, but she never, she was never, ever really happy. And Lightning has a little bit where he goes, oh, and he kind of understands, right, because he's not really happy either. Uh, she goes, I just had to cut and run. I drove until I broke down at Radiator Springs and fell in love. And he goes, Corvette? She goes, no, I fell in love with the vast, stunning, <laughs> very car-shaped rocks and landscapes of the land and all the great people here at Radiator Springs. Um, and it's interesting. It's a little on the nose for me when they look around and all the sh- – like there's like every other rock formation is like an old Buick, like Buick Plymouth or whatever. But uh, whatever. It works for me. Um, and then they look over and she says, look over there. You see that interstate? Those are cars just driving by without a clue of how beautiful Radiator Springs is. But it used to be different. Cars used to drive on Route 66, which moved with the land, not through it. But once the interstate was put in, it killed the town and made Radiator Springs a distant memory. All just uh, to save 10 minutes of driving. What a hard – like, so This sad. scene is heartbreaking, dude. This scene reminds me of just – businesses that are dying today Mm -hmm. and it it always just bums me out that you know the world is moving on and old radiator springs just dying dude what i would do like how about in cars 2 whatever that's going to be about i don't remember let's we fuck up radiator springs like 
or or not radiator swings. We fuck up the the interstate. How about we destroy it? Use use old Bessie or whatever the hell. Yeah, destroy mm-hmm. the road. Make them take a little detour through Radiator Springs. So, you know? Here here's the only thing, and like I I get the message, but like let's be realistic. It's extra ten minutes, but it's also six lanes of traffic either way at the same time versus two lanes. I mean, I knew Kevin was going to be the asshole. With I, this. I knew well, I, I'm he not was trying to be, be the, the asshole. The, I'm just I, talking about the actual logistics yeah, of moving. Millions this of people guy, and the, the the positive of interstates, you know? You would let San Francisco demolish your parents' house if you're like, oh, they're going to give me 10 bucks. For like, fuck it, it's $10. For pro- I'm not doing this for money. I'm just saying for progress. <laughs> I loved this montage, and I feel like it did such a great Pixar thing of kind of just backing up all the themes of the movie and just having every single thing you need to know about the movie in this, like, three-minute period. Like, what is the core crux of the the issue and the conflict of this whole thing and the scene where we see the map and we see Radiator Springs disappear like just the words from the map that is just like so fucking that is heartbreaking like it hit really really hard and I I love Pixar for that uh, when they get back of course Lightning thanks Sally for the drive says quote it's kind of nice to slow down every once in a while that doesn't last very long as Mater comes rushing by chased by a stampede uh, stampeding pack of tractors. I think this joke's hilarious. Uh, lightning too. spots is great. They're just—I love it. Uh, lightning spots is stray. So many times. So many times, dude. So I mean, many times. Wild hey, animals chasing uh, after me, and Kevin. I—I've uh, been here the whole time. I'll see you in a bit. And the people walk in and be like, "Hey!" It's like, "Oh." <laughs> uh, lightning spots a stray and chases after him. When he gets close to the track, he sees Doc sitting at the starting line all by himself, so cool. staring out over the racetrack. And Lightning silently cheers him on. He's like, "Come on, Doc, you can do it." Of course, Doc then musters the courage, revs up his engine, and floors it, and he races like the damn lightning uh, up the side of that cool half-pipe thing and then hits that turn that gave lightning so much trouble. But when he does, he knows how to take it the right way and drifts right around it, much to lightning's amazement. Uh, When he finishes the race, lightning chases after him and is like, dude, you got to tell me how you do that. You got to tell me all about this stuff. But then Doc's like, listen... This is not this is this is not where I want to be. Uh, he's like, "Why did you quit?" Is what he asks him. The doc says, "Well, I didn't quit. I got into a big wreck, and when they finally put me back together, uh, I was told that I was history." "Quote: There was not there was a there wasn't a lot left in me. Excuse me. There was a lot left in me, but I never got the chance to show them. I never expected that the world would find me here." I always hated how. Like obviously the scene's great. It's just, mm-hmm. The scene's just really well put together. But the way he's so childish in driving away from <laughs> from Lightning when Lightning is like, "Yo, Doc, that was awesome," and he's like, "No," <laughs> he just yeah. like pieces out. He's like, "I don't want to talk to you." <laughs> like it's just such a weird reaction from an old man. Uh, Lightning, of course, tries to tell him, "Listen, I'm not that world. I'm not them." But he says, "Yeah, when was the last time you thought about someone, something other than yourself?" which hits hard. Uh, of course, the town wakes up the next morning to find the road finished and lightning gone. And they're actually kind of sad. They're going to miss him. The sheriff sheds a tear and registered it, takes off crying. Um, and then like Mater's like, listen, thing. he would never have left without saying goodbye. Uh, and to which lightning replies as he rolls up on him, who are you talking about? Uh, or what happened to Red, rather? And Mater replies, he's sad because you left town, which is great. Uh, lightning. I love it. It's such dumb humor, but it you made know. me chuckle for sure. And like, it's just good. such a good moment where it's like, oh, lightning. That's my boy. Character <laughs> growth. Yeah. And of course, lightning says, well, I can't, I couldn't possibly leave town on these tires to which Luigi overjoyed jumps into action this is and such sells a good him a moment. set. 
of yeah. white walls. And then he fills up on some of Fillmore's organic fuel, buys a set of night vision goggles from Sarge, and and gets a new paint job from Ramon. Um, Fuck yeah, man. Love this scene. Reminds me of a good superhero, like, getting a, a suit upgrade like we just saw with Wanda. We're about to get with Falcon. And I'm just like, my boy, Lightning McQueen, getting the sweet, nasty drip. Kevin was so right. Getting that the sparkly look is just utterly fantastic. Joey's favorite and color. Nick, when it we is. when we do yeah sparkles uh <laughs> in the the car's ride in disneyland it is going through the story of the movie kind of but there's a point where you're in the car like mm-hmm. everyone's like the cart you're in is like six people per car and it pulls into luigi's and you you get the upgrade and they paint the car they do all this stuff That's and then cool. when you pull out another car full of people pulls up next to you and then it ends in a race and it's randomized who wins and it is it's hype so as dope. fuck because it's just like it's a cool ride where you're like oh this is going through the story and then all of a sudden it's like pedal to the metal hype as fuck you're yelling at the other people it's so great that's amazing. i do like i do like more importantly though that the upgrade is also just used as a callback to the radiator springs of old and yeah. sort of the old vintage style with the painting on the side with the sparkly paint with um I don't know. I think it was just kind of cool to say, like, yeah, paying homage to what Radiator Springs used to be and where its roots are. Yeah, it's a good moment. Uh, of course, followed by a slightly better moment. As a surprise for Sally, he gets the entire town to fix and turn on their neon lights, just how it used to look in the heyday. Beautiful. And then everyone goes for a little cruise down the down the main drag. Uh, and, you know, this is when lightning starts getting real close to Sally, but Lizzie cuts in. Uh, so Mater has to kind of cut in and drag him back, and it's really cute. And then Lizzie uh, stands by the statue of her um, late husband and says, look at look at all this cool stuff that's happening. And it's really so kind of cool. an endearing moment. I love this scene. Like, there's something about, like, all the cars, like, getting that little spark of life back of, like, mm-hmm. just going down, driving down Main Street. It's just, like, a funny thing of, like, oh, like, what would cars do if they were, like, going to have, like, a, a fun, drive. fancy yeah. little date night? Just oh, yeah. drive down. It's so fun. Uh, of course, Sally and Lightning start getting mighty cozy uh, and uh, until Flo spots some lights on the horizon and all hell breaks loose. The media has finally found Lightning McQueen. Uh, Harv, his agent, of course. And I like the, I like the bit that Harv's never there. It's always ours on the phone. Um, tells him, he's like, you've been he's everywhere. So you can't me. buy this kind of publicity. Um, Lightning tries to tell him about the town and Route 66. is like, this place is amazing. But the allure of the race once again pulls him back. Uh, he tries to apologize to Sally for having to leave, but instead, uh, she thanks him. She says, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I, I, I forgot this. I, I kind of muddled this part up. Home. So she tries to apologize to Sally, but she instead thanks him. She said, quote, it's not, it's just a road, he says. And she says, no, it was much more than that. You brought the town back to life, basically. Uh, good luck in California. I hope you find what you're looking for there. And he's like, no, I already found it here. Anyway, before he can chase after her, the media surrounds him and literally and metaphorically pushes him back into his little box, which I thought was a cool piece of visual storytelling. Once uh, one of the paparazzi thanks Docs for the call. Um, and he, and then uh, when Sally, excuse, what's that? It just feels so shady. Oh, it's super shady. Really uh, of course, I think Sally calls him out on it and she say, he says it's best for everyone. It's just best for everyone or best for you. Uh, Mater didn't even get a chance to say goodbye. Back in California, cars pour into the L.A. Raceway uh, for a 200-lap winner-take-all tie-breaking race. Uh, Junior, who I guess I assume has got to be a character in a future uh, 
movie here because they're building him up a lot here. Anyway, wishes King uh, luck in his final race, and uh, and Fred, the Rust Bucket from Lightning sponsor, uh, the Lightning sponsorship show speech thing, uh, is desperately trying to get in. Lightning does his. Wait, you pre- talking about Junior? Junior was Dale Earnhardt. That's Dale right? Earnhardt Junior. Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was just a little cameo. It was just like, hey, cool. we have a race car driver. We have a Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know if that was gonna be like a. That's the guy. That's like he's gonna have to mentor in the next movie. Or I've never seen Cars too. Uh, Lightning does some pregame visualization just like he did before, but he can't get the town and its people and Sally out of his mind. They keep drifting. His thoughts keep drifting over to that instead of staying focused. Um, he thanks Mac for being his in his one and only pit crew, uh, and then a bunch of planes fly in, and this is where I get super confused. I'm like, what? Is this world? Is there just one plane? Is he followed by everyone? I don't understand it. Nick, would you be surprised to know that there's a spinoff series called Planes? No, that doesn't surprise me at all. Really? Mm-hmm. I should have said it. It was just a TV series, right? Like straight to well, DVD. It was a straight to Several. straight to DVD movie and then a TV series as well. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. But they do a warm up lap. Not like super connected, right? It's not made by Pixar, right? Then they like. Well, it's not made by Pixar, but it is. It is canon. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't realize it was mm-hmm. canon. Because then they also have like. Planes Rescue Heroes, which is the like force fight division, right? I'm pretty sure that's the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Uh, they start their warm up lap, and Chick talks a lot of shit. Actually, I don't know if it's a warm up lap. I think, uh, do they do like running starts in NASCAR? They do, right? They just start going first, and then it's the flag, and then they go. That's probably what they do. Um, and Chick is talking a lot of shit, but Lightning can only think of Sally as the race begins. Uh, yeah, they Chick- have like the pace car or whatever. Yeah, and then they go right. That's how that yeah. works. Uh, Chick takes an early lead with Lightning trailing. Lightning once again drifts off the thoughts of his uh, of Sally and spins out. Mac asks him what's wrong, but when Lightning tries to reply, Doc comes over the radio and tells him, "I didn't come all this way to see you quit." Come Lightning. on, really good. Such and it's a good Paul moment. Newman saying so the line good. too. Yeah. Pretty Just good. Just nailing it. Uh, Lightning, it turns out, has a new pit crew. All Wait, of uh, the wonderful cars from Radiator Springs. Yep. The main guy in planes, Dane Cook. Oh, oh God. There you uh, go. Plane. <laughs> Nick. Plane Cook. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's see. When he looks over and spots me, he says, I thought you said you'd never come back. And he says, I didn't have a choice. Mater didn't get to say goodbye. To which Mater replies, so good. goodbye. Okay, yep. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I can go now. I know now. Uh, so when he pits, Doc tells him, if you can drive as good as you can fix a road, then you can win this race with your eyes shut. Now get back out there. And, of course, as everyone realizes who's talking, the whole world freaks out when they spot the new pit crew chief, the fabulous Hudson Hornet. And it's a really, really nice moment. Where like, holy shit, is that, the fa- is that Hudson Hornet? That guy's still alive. That's awesome. Uh, Lightning races his ass off and makes up the lap. But Chick tries to pull a fast one on him and spins him out again. Little does he know, Mater taught Lightning how to drive backward, uh, which he does, and then flips back around and stays in the race. Chick pulls another dirty trick, causing Lightning to blow a tire. Yellow flag, Lightning pits, and Guido is called into action. And I love this moment (laughs) because the whole – the other pit team is just talking so much (laughs) shit to him. uh, To which Guido looks over and just absolutely crushes it. And their beard, literally to the point where their mustaches fall off. And then, I don't know uh, what it is about this character, but he reminds me of the little like cleaning crab guy. Yes, <laughs> they have yes. the same oh, energy. Yeah. Oh, they're both French. They're, or, or, Are they really? I guess it's it, no. European. I mean, Guido's Italian. Italian, yeah. and then we've got the Italian. French, right? But they have very similar like mannerisms, and like they don't. 
they, I love his intimidating They like doing their little jobs. Yeah, yeah. He's got good. such an intimidating face yeah. after he like does the, all the tires super quick and it takes off and everybody's like, holy shit, look at this yeah. little weirdo. <laughs> uh, of yeah, course, all Lightning. all the little mustaches falling off too. Yeah. I love that part. Uh, Lightning, of course, has to rip out down the pit. Now, this is actually a really hype moment too because he has to beat the pace car out of the pit or else he's out of the race. Uh, and I don't understand anything about NASCAR, but if that's true, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> Uh, they head into the final lap with Lightning still running third. Four turns left, one at a time, and and Doc comes over and says, "Drive it in deep and hope it sticks." Which is what I'm going to tell Tim Sounds next time gross. he talks to a sponsor. I'm just going to like Tim, drive it in deep, hope it sticks, and he's going to say, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And I say, "You, you know, you know what I'm talking about." <sighs> Lightning tries to pass, but Chick bumps him again, causing him to skid out into the dirt. Luckily, Doc taught him how to drift. Float like a Cadillac, sting like a Beamer. Oh, God. Right back in the race. Yep. And uh, takes the lead yet again. And the race is his. (laughs) Frustrated, Chick uh, screams at the king and says, I'm not coming in third again to you one more time. And bumps him, sending him tumbling out of commission. Uh, Lightning spots the crash on the Jumbotron and remembers the sight of Doc's crumpled body in the newspaper clippings. And stops him, which stops him dead in his tracks. So he lets Chick win. Uh, and everyone's like, what the hell is he doing? But of course, we all know. He throws it in reverse and heads over to the king to give him a little push. But and when Stripe, Strip asks him what he's doing, he replies, I think the king should finish his final race. What's up, Kev? Could he, could he not finish the race and then go back and push him? Thank you, have... Kevin. Thank you. Because well, here's the thing. As I was asking, I, I thought to myself, maybe that somehow disqualifies him. Like maybe yeah. once he's off the race, he can't then push someone else without getting in trouble here's here's my problem with it here's yeah. my getting problem that with guy it. in trouble you know here's my problem with it lightning mcqueen a little performative okay a little performative in action right here you it's it's not as if you were head to head with chick and you started pulling ahead then the crash happened and you're like oh fuck and you spun around really quick to go save him and try no, no, no. like you you knew the cameras are on me everybody with their cell phones i'm going to be put on world star i'm going to be put on twitter like everybody's going to be so complimentary of me and this gesture that i'm about to make a little performative do it when the cameras aren't on lightning all right good for him he did it right baby get the get the publicity for doing the dope thing man i'm with you lightning mcqueen i mean still could have finished though kevin i'm I'm with you (laughs) (laughs) finish go back help your friend and be like and say the same line yeah the 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 king or what what do you say the king still got to finish the race his final race yeah i think the king should finish his final race um of course to which the king replies you just gave up the piston cup you know that right and uh lightning replies by saying this grumpy old race car i know once told me something it's just, just an empty man. cup another really fucking good. such a solid moment that just leaves you line. like all right all right uh, all right <laughs> lightning of course uh pushes strip over the finish line and the crowd goes absolutely wild sally watches from radio springs and puts a little smile on her face which is nice She's like i think i was right about this guy all along uh chick takes the stage to get his cup but everyone boos his ass and then lightning heads back to the pit and mac i like i love this line he goes congratulations on your loss and he means it because it's, you know, it was a great moment. Uh, and then Tex, who uh, Tex Dynico, who owns the company, uh, comes over and invites Lightning over for a little chat. He says, how would you like to be the new face of Dynaco? And uh, Lightning says, I didn't win. He goes, well, there's a lot more to racing than winning. Uh, to which I would say, no, there's not. You have to win. To Andy's earlier point, Doesn't this, matter. Is all, this is why we should all hate win. Lightning. Win it's your mile. Exactly. Winning's winning. winning. Yeah. You know, and if you're not winning, if you're not first, you're last. We learned that from the ballad of Ricky Bobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, lightning 
is a better man now when he turns him down. He says, like, I'm going to stick with the, my original sponsors. They're the ones that brought me, uh, and they're the ones that I owe everything to. So he, so Tex says, listen, that's amazing. I totally understand. Let me know if there's anything I can ever do for you. And he goes, as a matter of fact, there is one thing. And we cut to Mater finally getting his helicopter ride. That's very sweet. Uh, back in Radiator so Springs, good. of course, uh, over in Luigi's shop, a bunch of Ferraris show up. Uh, and Luigi and Guido are like, oh, my God, they're so beside themselves because apparently Lightning told them this is the place to go for tires. Uh, and they both faint. Uh, it's, they have a little throwaway line here where Lightning says, well, I decided to set up my race headquarters here in, in, in Radiator Springs. Uh, and, of course, is hoping a celebrity will bring a lot more business in, which it does. Um, and he asks her if she wants to take a little ride with him, to which she replies, hmm, nah, and then tears off. Uh, and he lights up after her uh, so they can go racing together. And then the credits, boom. We get a fun little credit scene here where Radiator Springs is back on the map and more lively than ever. Uh, the racers uh, that ran lightning off the road finally get their comeuppance as Mater gives Junior and Mr. and Mrs. Uh, King the tour of the Doc Hudson Museum. Uh, Doc, oh, excuse me, Doc and Lightning race as Sally reopens the Wheel Well Motel. Sarge trains some Hummers now how to actually beat off-road cars, which I thought was fucking hilarious because he's like, we're going to make you guys some off-road cars. And it's a bunch of like souped up like four-wheel drive vehicles that have never seen dirt in their life. Uh, and then Mater finally finds his hood and then sneezes it off. And then we get the greatest joke ever put in any Pixar movie, which I didn't even get. I'm so dumb. I didn't even get it until the third one. I was like, what are they doing here? Uh, we get uh, them at the drive-thru for Toy Car Story. <laughs> uh, which is playing, and it's got the whole cast there, which is the John Ratzenberger, another John Ratzenberger scene. Then we get uh, Monster Truck in Monsters Truck Inc. Excuse me, Monster Trucks Inc., which is also awesome. And then uh, they show a Bug's Life, and I finally realize that it's all John Ratzenberger joke, and it's fucking great. To Kevin's earlier point, it's the best. And then we get a dedication to Joe Ramped, and it's very very sad. And then a montage with the movie we just saw. And then if we finally catch up with those tourists from earlier, uh, they've been lost in the desert this whole time with a little fairy bug chasing after them. And that is Cars. The montage in the credits was really bizarre it's because weird. a lot of it was like, it was just Cars footage, but slowed down. And yeah. it's like, oh, afterwards, why yeah. did it look like you slowed this down in Premiere? Like this looks, it's missing so many frames. And it looks like shit. Like Pixar, really? come on. Yeah, I, I wonder if that was like a bad export where they were like, all right, let's just use that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was weird. It was definitely weird. But it's time for haiku and review. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Andrew Feisner did. He says... Living the fast life, forced to take it down a bit, still fast, but happy. Lee Polero says, life is a highway, want to ride it all night long. Song stuck in your head. It is true. It is one of the catchier songs in in the world. Um, Then we got Joe Mertens, who says, they're fucking Beatles. The flies in cars are Beatles. It's fucking brilliant. (laughs) It's so cute. Yeah. And uh, miscellaneous, of course, does the plot in haiku. McQueen's getting dissed. Three-rig tie and lightning's pissed. Also, he's racist? Radiator Springs <laughs> and destruction <laughs> lightning brings. He's got to fix things. Starts off such a dick. But what you know... But, but you know what does the trick? Time on 66. The big race he throws and he turned down Dinoco. Goes home with his bros. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Why is he racist? Did I miss something? 
Like he's a racer, like a race. That's what I'm assuming. Uh, That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, that word doesn't mean what you think it means. So. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I, I didn't catch any racism, but you never know. Uh, now it's time for a little bit of Ragu Bagu. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys. And if I'm talking a little slow, it's because I forgot to pull up the list. Here we go. <laughs> Number one. Lots Before of you do this, Nick, I want I want to tell you that I, I have a note on my doc that says, Nick, it's on your computer, mm-hmm. not your phone, parentheses, echo phone, phone, phone. So... Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. I think that was the night one thing. Or the, yeah, uh, you can t- thing, you can take but... that off. You can okay, say Nick, it's, it's on your phone, phone, phone. You just leave it there. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, cool. Gotcha. Uh, of course, this is where we rank all the bad guys in the Pixar universe. Starting it off, number one, Lotsa. Number two, Prospecta. Uh, number three, Noosewater and Randall. Number four, Hopper from Ants. Number five, Syndrome from The Incredibles. Number six, Darla and the Barracuda and Marlin and everyone else from Finding Nemo. Number seven, Woody and Sid. And number eight, Gabby. Uh, this is a weird one, but I guess we'll just say this is one of those where he's like, he is the bad guy in this movie, right? It's, it's chip and hubris. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll say chicken hubris. How about that? Where do we want to put them? Like low, right? Like seven. Last? Like, yeah, maybe last. I'd say last. I'd say above Gabby just because it was. Gabby. I think Gabby had like a little bit more. Okay, put it last then. Sounds there you like go, dead last. Yeah, I'm down for last. All right. Yeah, is. definitely last. Gabby was, I mean, she ended up kind of, it's one of those villains that you sort of sympathize with uh, towards the end of it, but it's I still, like, she was still a force in the movie, you know? Well, there you are. Dead last, and I can't spell hubris, so I'm looking it up right now. Hubris. I think that even if you want to be loved, you're not allowed to, like, pull parts out of other things and take them. Fair enough. Take that out of context. <laughs> uh, now it's time to rank the Pixar movies. Uh, Currently, that. number one, Monsters, Inc. Number two, Finding Nemo. Number three, The Incredibles. Number four, Toy Story 3. Number five, Toy Story 2. Number six, Toy Story 4. Number seven, Toy Story. And number eight, A Bug's Life. I want to start the bid by putting it at number eight, a bug, above A Bug's Life, underneath the rest of them. Interesting. That's, that's about right. I that's would a second good spot. I would second that. Yeah. No. The um, the thing Great with this movie, movie though, is, um, <laughs> it has a really really good cast, right? But they are just so forgettable because the focus is essentially Lightning McQueen and his story, just like the focus of Toy Story is Woody and Buzz. But the cat, the overall ensemble in Toy Story is so much more memorable. And I feel like a lot of the side characters here are just kind of put to waste. I keep forgetting Cheech uh, from Cheech and Chong as the low rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheech Marine, yeah. Um, I just feel like so many of the rest of the cast is just underutilized, even though... And the movie's long enough for sure. I just... Uh, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of a waste and, and, and a bit of a, an, an opportunity missed there. So I would put this... I would put this below A Bug's Life at number nine. I, I don't know if I agree with Andy because I, I feel like they, they're they memorable. Maybe I think we're just a little bit older and this movie, you know, so many of the jokes are like, oh, it's a, it's a kid's movie. But when we watched, I think when I watched The Bug's Life, like I was a kid. So um, I think that maybe if I was younger, the characters like would be, their little mem- jokes would be more memorable. Um, I, I like the cast. It's so cool to like, 
look at it and uh, see like all these cool people. Uh, but um, that being said, I do think that eight is the right spot for it. And that really is more commentary on the movies above it and how amazing they are. Because Pixar, man, it's great. Yeah, I think that I like this a little bit more than the first Toy Story. So I was going to pitch put it at seven. But at that point, we're kind of just splitting hairs and it's not that much higher than it's just like one slot. So I'm not really going to fight that hard since we all seem to be in the same general area of mm-hmm. the ranking of the list. So Nick, you're the, you're the final say here. Where you uh, at? Uh, well, well, and yeah, you know, I think this, I, I do think this movie is, I, I, I'd put it right above a bug's life. I think it's, I, I don't think it's better than toy story, but I don't, I just, I think this is going to be more memorable for me than a bug's life. I can't remember half the characters in that anyway. That's right. Put it. Dot. So there so we go. Sad. The rankings are number one, Monsters, Inc., two, Finding Nemo, three, The Incredibles, four, Toy Story 3, five, Toy Story 2, six, Toy Story 4, seven, uh, Cars, and eight, no, sorry, seven, Toy Story, eight, Cars, and then nine, A Bug's Life. Um, There you go. We're going to return next week, or this week, with uh, Mortal Kombat 2021. Uh, Just so everybody is aware, because the movie's dropping Thursday night at midnight, we're going to watch it Friday during the day, record our review Friday afternoon, and it'll go up Friday night for everybody. And then the week after that, we're returning with Pixar in Review with Ratatouille, a movie that I have never seen. Really? Oh. Very excited for this. Until then... Life is a highway. I want to ride it all night long.